Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. Okay, we had to jump on here. We're doing a emergency pod for the Unwritten Rule uh, because Mizzou got their defensive coordinator. So we're going to talk all about it. Corey Batoon, he is heading to Columbia um, to replace Blake Baker. We're going to dive into everything. Before we do that, quick word from the sponsor, Bet Online is playoff time. And the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore in the NFL. Um, and Bet Online is your number one source for co- for NFL playoff uh, odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Said to Bet Online today to be updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. And with that, the unwritten rule emergency pod edition starts right now. Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today's once again Friday, January 26th. Hopefully you just watched uh, our full episode that we normally put out uh, on Fridays, but we had to hop on. We're doing an emergency pod because, of course, right after we record, publish and all that uh not in the normal news cycle but uh mizzou has their defensive coordinator for next season Corey batoon from south alabama um so we wanted to jump on and just get uh you know our quick kind of instant reactions obviously i think we're going to learn more about him about how he his play style all that stuff and where mizzou goes from here with him but peyton and kenny uh news came through espn's pete thamel was the first to break it that batoon is joining uh mizzou as their dc after being in the same position at South Alabama, what were y'all's thoughts on hearing that? And uh, yeah, Mizzou after a, you know, longer than we thought, less um, informative than we thought search, didn't really know who the candidates kind of emerging were. They get their guy, I guess. In, in, in Batoon, what were y'all's kind of initial, maybe not quite their guy, but they got a guy in Batoon. what did you guys think of the hire uh, learning about it today? Uh, well, I didn't know too much about him other than he's from South Alabama, which meant he was under Kane Womack. So clearly he's a Kane Womack disciple. That's a very good thing, mind you. Uh, Kane Womack, of course, was the head coach at South Alabama for two seasons. Um, he was hired away by Alabama to be their defensive coordinator. Alabama, South Alabama won their first bowl game in program history. They went 10-2 and two last year. Um, the defense is grayed out pretty good. I'm sure we'll get more into that. Um, but like just quick snap things just before even diving into the fit and everything. Uh, I mean, when you go three weeks, you probably didn't get your initial target. I think it's fair to say. I know DJ Durkin, now that it's kind of out there by now, DJ Durkin kind of seemed like the guy that Mizzou was targeting for a little while. That didn't materialize. Um, but I don't think this is too bad of a pivot. Just diving into the numbers with them, uh, the scheme will remain the same. They ran a 4-2-5 at South Alabama. That's what Blake Baker uh, ran with Mizzou. Um, I'm sure that with in, including as long as DJ Smith stays aboard, you're probably looking at a pretty seamless transition here uh, because sure there will be there's terminology differences. Uh, I know like. For example, Blake Baker called what Dalen Carnell played the star, 
but South Alabama called it the Husky. Like, it's the same thing. It's just little things like that that'll probably need to be ironed out. But it, it on like I crammed for this like I was studying for an exam last minute. <laughs> but um, it, it seems like a decent enough hire. Like, obviously, we're not going to know until until Saturdays in the fall. But I don't think it's a negative hire for Mizzou by any stretch. Yeah, why fix something that's not broken? That's what I've really just been thinking about when Peyton first sent me that he ran a similar defense that Blake Baker was using. You have a lot of guys returning, a lot of guys that were in that system that probably weren't playing as much, but practiced in it, saw it in game action, watched film about it. Why not bring in a defensive coordinator that has the same values on the defensive side of the ball? I'm interested to know like what really played into that decision, what made Corey uh, between the guy for Drinkwitz when looking at, you know, a bunch of these candidates. And like Peyton said, he probably might have not been the first option. But when they get to the introductory press conference, because I'm a big guy, I'm a big fan of like football connections and coaching connections. There's no coaching connections that, that I know of right now between Corey and Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, they both coached at Arkansas State, but didn't overlap. The Drinkwitz came in with Mattoon was leaving. So I don't know how much familiarity they had with each other before the search began. Um, I was even doing deeper research to see if they faced each other. And I, I didn't find stuff initially when I was first looking. Uh, but I, I do like the idea that, you know, when I, um, when you look at like the star position and having that the same thing as Dalen Carnell has just excelled at that. He even excelled at that when he wasn't the starter. Um, when Martez Manuel held, held the reins to that in 2022, he came in and, and performed well as as a backup. And he was one of the first guys to post about it, even before it was officially announced or officially reported that Corey Batum was taking the job. He posted a bunch of eye emojis. Um, he seemed pretty beat up after Blake Baker left. But he seems excited for what uh, the defense holds with Corey Batum. That's a good point, too, because he was a guy I know, you know, I think Mizzou has a lot riding on next year in its defense and, in a, you know, as a returner. So um, that's good that he he seems excited. Yeah, I like Kenny you went into his experience and let's just like dive into that and some of the numbers. Um, you're right. They didn't cross paths at Arkansas State, but this is a very experienced coach they're getting um, in Corey Batoon. Uh, he spent time, you know, before. Uh, he was at South Alabama. He was at um, Florida Atlantic, Hawaii, Liberty, uh, was in different like administrative and staff roles at Ole Miss um, in a bunch of he was in a bunch of FCS roles, including you said, like you said, Arkansas State. It's, uh, you know, it, he's he's been involved with a lot, was also a one time assistant at Central Missouri State. So he has coached in the in the state of Missouri. Um, but, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of different you know, kind of areas that he's been in. He brings a lot of experience. Yeah, and I wanted to point that out about the, the jobs he had at Ole Miss, assistant AD for player development, assistant AD for recruiting operations. And, of course, every single coach is going to have their path on the recruiting trail. They're going to have states and cities um, that that they just they just own. They know the high school coaches well. They know the area well. They know what types of players are being produced and developed at certain high schools. But when you have a guy who was just strictly in that role, I think that says a lot about what you're kind of getting from him off the field too. Uh, Blake Baker did a lot in the recruiting game as well. Um, someone who focused mainly on safeties because that was his position that he was coaching, but always been a linebacker guy. Even now, but when he's back at LSU, he is the linebackers coach. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm going to like to start to see. Once he's officially the coach, starting to see a lot of these offers. We're in the offer season right now, visit season for a lot of juniors in that class of 2025 maybe we see Corey's name thrown out a lot more offering guys that he was interested in and probably couldn't have pulled to South Alabama just because of the, the status of the program and no knock on them. It's just, it's very hard to bring in a four-star or five-star 
to a program that's not at the power five level. So there's probably a lot of guys in that area. And like you said, he's coached in a lot of states around the country. So Everywhere. he probably knows, yeah. know, knows a lot of high schools, a lot of districts. Well, yeah, yeah, you make, you make a good point. Like I think the, the administrative side of it will really help in terms of, you know, Drinkwitz has embraced this kind of CEO role where he lets his guys go out and recruit. He gets involved with that as well. Seems like, Batoon is a guy that fits that mold. Also, let me apologize to any Red Wolves fans listening. I think I called Arkansas an FCS school. They are not. Pride of the Sun Belt. I apologize. He Batoon has coached at some uh, you know, extent at the FCS level. But yeah, I mean, Peyton, you know, diving into it, you you touched on some of the numbers. I mean, this is a guy who last season at South Alabama, you mentioned the 10 win season uh, you know, two years ago. Even last year, they went seven and six, but just to run through it. Uh, this year, he was 26th in the country in scoring defense. South Alabama was. They gave up 21 points a game. 15th in the country in yards allowed per game. Gave around three, allowed around 315. Uh, South Alabama was 19th in rushing defense. 28th in passing defense. Um, 23rd in red zone. And then 27th in third down defense. Um, I mean, those numbers seem pretty good, no matter what level you're at. Uh, you know, for like some context too, that, that 21 points a game, that was 26 in the country. Mizzou was 25th in the country under Baker. So not far off as far as numbers go. Um, you know, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Like you mentioned, paid some of the scheme is going to is gonna kind of stay the same. I think that's kind of a, a good match in terms of, you know, he performed well at South Alabama. Seems like he can he can maintain it here at Mizzou. Yeah, and also, I mean, uh, Batoon was also a – Royals award uh, nominee in 2021. So that's obviously that can't hurt. Um, but no, like you said, the numbers were very good. And a, a lot of that, it is important to stress, Cade Womack was, uh, I mean, he's a defensive mastermind as well. And I'm not sure if the tune, I couldn't find it anywhere if the tune called the plays or not um, on defense at South Alabama. But I mean, it's kind of, it's it was going to be a risk either way. I mean, the he had jobs at Ole Miss, but he's never been a defensive play caller at the Power Five level. So that's going to be a jump. Uh, I'm sure he'll have some bumps along the way, but that's just kind of the risk you take with a hire like this. But other stats, I mean, there's some nerd stats that um, like South Alabama's defense too. Nerd stats, I say with quotes. Um, this comes from Parker Fleming, who puts out the world-famous did we really get beat by that bad graph every week? Um, South Alabama, they ranked third in the Sun Belt and 24th nationally in EPA per play allowed. Those are very good numbers each. The Sun Belt was a very good conference this year. Um, th- I-, I remember um, Ken- when Kenny was on the beat, he talked a lot. Like to Baker actually spoke to the media a fair bit more, it felt like. Um I remember him saying like havoc was like the one thing that was a really big key to the defense. That is another thing that South Alabama did really well. Uh, according to an article about Womack from the athletic, uh, the Jaguars ranked 30th in FBS in havoc rate at 16.7%. Havoc rate is like uh, tackles for loss sacks, just negative plays for the offense. So, that was the calling card of Blake Baker's defense. He blitzed the hell out of people. He wanted to really set the tone on defense, make big plays. That seems to be uh, Batoon's MO as well, which I think is very good. And, yeah, I, I think that this is a case of where the X's and O's kind of fit the Jimmy's and Joe's. That's exactly 
That good. was good. That was good. That was good. Sorry, Ben. Kenny, go ahead. Uh, that's exactly where <laughs> I wanted to go. I, I was just thinking about the chaos, causing chaos and getting on the defense and limiting explosive plays. You know, how can we disrupt an offense? And last year, um, South Alabama did have those 22 turnovers, 13 interceptions and nine fumbles, 26th in the nation. And I that was something that really stood out to me for a team that, you know, still had a very good defensive year. There were some guys you probably would have expected a little bit more. From I know Ennis Rakestraw only has one interception in his career, and it came in 2022 um, against Abilene Christian. And so a guy who's one of the best cornerbacks in Mizzou history, who's getting first-round draft buzz, didn't have the most interceptions. And so this guy bringing in a guy who could probably lead and try to help you, I mean, improve on the and then a turnover category. I don't necessarily know how you kind of improve. Sometimes corner, I mean, interceptions can just be straight up luck. Tip passes. It's a pretty. I, I think it's it's becoming a more useless stat because there's just a lot more that affects a turnover these days than just mm-hmm. a fumble or an interception when there could have been the receiver's fault or someone else's fault. Uh, but I, I think that's one of the big things. I'm glad Peyton brought that up. I was about to touch on it. Is that the havoc and the chaos? That's what made that defense death row these last two years. And they had its ups and downs in 2023. Um, didn't have the best start that many were expecting, especially at the safety position. But it really turned around at the end of the year and limited or <laughs> held Ohio state to three points in the cotton bowl. Uh, that's a, a, something that you probably weren't expecting uh, two years ago when that team was uh, coming into the year. Yeah. I think Kenny, honestly, I think you nailed it there. Turnovers largely are a lot of luck. I mean, it's if a fumble bounces a certain way, if a, if a ball is tipped at the line of scrimmage, it could lead to a pick. It, turnovers are very luck based, but havoc, chaos kind of like what Kenny was saying that that's not luck based that's what you kind of control like you can force more tackles for loss you can't force a quarterback to throw right to your quarterback yeah good points um so it it, you know it's it's sounding like a lot of this aligns just like you know to summarize all of that I think that's that's really positive if you're if you're giving a, a glimpse at this you know just in the mere minutes and hours since discovering this hire. And and we'll see, like you said, how it shakes out. I think one thing to point out too, I, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, but in addition to, you know, his various roles, pretty much everywhere that Batoon has gone, he's worked with the safeties. Um, he did it most recently at South Alabama. He was also the safeties coach. And that, and that obviously is what Blake Baker did as well. So you kind of can tick those two, you do tick that box off as well. If you think, you know, that's where he'll kind of slide into in addition to being maybe the defensive play caller. Um, I, I think that's a, a, a good note as well. Um, you know, going going forward now, I mean, other thoughts on on Batoon, but then, you know, now where does uh, Mizzou go from here? That was obviously the big question as of right now in the offseason was you got to get a defensive coordinator in and then, and then you move forward with kind of the next steps of building toward 2024. What are those next steps? What kind of happens uh, now for the Tigers and what should be their priority? I remember a couple weeks ago, I, I, we were thinking maybe Mizzou goes on, probably doesn't have to met, go to what they would have paid Blake Baker to make a DC hire. I really doubt that Batuden's going to command two something million. Uh, so, what that allows you to do maybe is just give uh, some pay bumps to the rest of the staff. I mean, uh, throw a little bit more money at DJ Smith, throw a little bit more money at Al Pope, stuff like that, you know. Um, Kenny, I know we'll touch on, they do need a new edge coach. I figure that's probably what Kenny was going to touch on more. So I'll let him kind of cook on that, but I, I would just expect now you have your DC in place. 
Um, his first goal is going to be talking to all of the defensive players. Uh, a player like Dalen Carnell in particular, I mean, you think about it, this is like his fourth position coach at this point or something like that since he got to Mizzou. He was recruited under a different staff. Uh, Blake Baker was in the room. Steve Wilkes was in the room. Lots of different uh, coaches, uh, faces that have been coaching him. So that relationship, I think, will be important. But, yeah, I think mainly now it's give your uh, all-star coaching staff some pay raises, you know, prevent more lateral moves and stuff like Drink says he wants to. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where they go from there, though, with the edge rushing coach. I, there's no list, no reports about – who to look out for. Um, I'd like to see someone from the power five level or a high group of five team that's shown success just because of where this, this edge position went last year coming into the year with not a lot of depth to it, uh, losing guys to the transfer portal, to the draft, um, to eligibility running out. And you still saw a great turnaround from Kevin Peoples. Um, coincidentally, I, I talked with a recruit that, that received an offer from Kevin Peoples and LSU on Friday with Jesse Harold, who's an unrated uh, strong side or weak side defensive end from the state of Florida, but he's really piling up all these power five offers. You're going to get into that time where a lot of these unrated guys are stacking up offers and you're kind of confused why it's just because they haven't gotten around to ranking them just yet. Cause they just finished up their junior season. I asked him though, cause he did receive an offer from Mizzou on Thursday. And I was like, who offered you if Kevin Peoples isn't there? And he mentioned that it was David Blackwell, who's a senior senior analyst uh, for Mizzou at the moment on the just on the staff. I did some more research about him just because I had never heard of him. He's newer to the staff at the moment, uh, but he was a d defensive coordinator at Louisiana Tech, coached linebackers uh, for a long time from 1992 to 2021. He had a bunch of coaching experience, and um, it, it looks like he he has that reach into Florida. Uh, Harold is from the, the Tampa Tampa Bay area, and uh, Blackwell has coaching experience South Florida, Jacksonville State, even schools into the Carolinas and Clemson, East Carolina, Old Dominion going up a little bit more north. Uh, so he's been all around in the south, and I think that's where the poll is right now. So even without a, um, an, an edge coach at the moment, they're, they're still finding guys that can recruit areas that they know well. Yeah, the the reach, I think, I mean, I think it's good you mentioned Blackwell. That's definitely not a name I don't think many Mizzou fans knew. So someone kind of on the inside who knows a lot of places. It seems like Platoon's going to widen their reach, uh, you know, in terms of who they can get in touch with, with where he's been. I think the overall uh, kind of summary of him, yeah, he's very experienced. He's been all over the place. Um, you know, seems like he does a lot of things very similar to how Blaker did them. And we saw how that paid off for Mizzou last year. So Corbettoon, uh, the new defensive coordinator, we'll see where Mizzou finishes uh, or, or goes from here now with the, with the rest of the headlines. Obviously, you know, now we're in January. It's this in-between period in recruiting, this in-between period for transfers, all that stuff. Uh, you boys have any, any final thoughts on, uh, on Batoon? He went to Long Beach State and played there. Go Beach. That was a fact I wanted to share, but um yeah, any 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 last things just with before we look at this? We'll revisit, I think, on Monday for Monday show if we learn any more details about him too. There's no such thing as a football offseason. I'm starting to learn that a lot more. <laughs> um, there's just no such thing as downtime in this sport. Agree. Agree. Um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see what kind of emerges in terms of what Batoon can do. Seems like it fits that CEO role, Drinkwitz. Always, always coaching, always recruiting. Um, I think he's building something really, really special in 2024. 
Um, so with that, hope everyone enjoyed. Just to want to do a quick kind of breakdown, instant reaction to Corey Batoon becoming the new defensive coordinator at Mizzou. Uh, like and subscribe if you're watching on the YouTube. Comment some stuff. What do you all think of the hire? Uh, you know, this guy coming from South Alabama. Let us know. And uh, with that, uh, if you have not listened to Friday's full show, go listen to that. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the show. See you guys soon.